0: Welcome back to another episode of Sleep Deprived Storytime. Sort of. In the vein of Marvel movies, consider these my post post credit scenes. I'm Matthew Carlock. My season might be over, but I still got some stories to tell. Welcome back, friends, family, randos on the internet. So, I've entered my hiatus, my second kid is born, and is going to be taking up a lot of my time, our time, family time. I'm not sure when we're going to come back, but we are going to come back. Until then, my goal is to post at least once a week a new chapter from the story I wrote called Defenders. Hope you enjoy. Chapter 2, Night Fears. Bow, an old, okay, make that very old, hand-me-down teddy bear spanning back at least three generations from what he could remember, stood at the edge of Max's bed firmly planted between his boy and the closet, a gleaming knight's helm on his head, trusted sword and shield in his paw. He waited. His scruffy, darkish-brown, well-loved fur peeked below his armor arms, paws, and feet were slightly longer than you'd expect from a toy bear. He was well taken care of, to be sure. That's probably why he was still around. That and he knew how to handle a blade. Though he did have one lingering hair just behind his left shoulder that refused to stay shown, sewn shut. And of course, his original button eyes had been replaced on two separate occasions. But other than those small defects, he was by and large a sturdy companion. Just what an anxious boy needed. Suddenly. There was a pull in the air, catching his breath, like gravity tugging when you miss a step coming down the stairs. The doors before him creaked slightly, and an inky blackness began spreading across the floor, spewing over the rug and scattered laundry like the breath of some ancient dragon. Bo crouched and slipped his visor down. The pool of shadow inched closer to his sleeping child, swallowing all the light around it. It is not something Beau sees, really. It is something he feels. A darkness filling the space in front of him. The kind that makes your skin break out in goose flesh. Every inch of your body knowing something terrible is just beyond sight. A special type of dark reserved for night fears. The bear held his ground unmoving yet coiled and ready to spring as the shadow began to mold itself into a shape forming from the darkness in front of him. Bo didn't have to wait long for the reptilianish body to step forward. The night fear with an oily hide composed of long smooth scales, the sickly bluish black color of bruised flesh and long tendril like hair hanging over his head inched slowly from the closet to the room. The sharp protrusions of bones sticking out of its spine, knees, and elbows gave it the look of a broken obsidian glass. Walking on all fours, fears were usually no taller than a bed, but when they stand to feed, they reach the height of an eighth grader easily. With razor-sharp teeth and talons, the fears can shred a stuffed animal like a hot knife through butter, making the job of protecting kids for defenders like Bo at least that much more difficult. Sound terrifying? It is, or at least it mostly is. While two fears are never completely alike, one problem they all share comes from their rough exterior. When emerging from the closet of children, sometimes loose and or ridiculous items tend to snag on their spiny bodies. When kids talk about losing socks or their very favorite shirt, they were 100% sure they put away, the culprit is usually a stalking fear going through an untidy closet. The same goes for random objects like shoes or small toys parents have no memory of purchasing, which are left behind after a fear is taken out by a defender. Some defenders even try to keep track of which night fears go where with these snagged items, like tagging wild sharks in the ocean. The one currently in Max's room had a single bright yellow tutu wrapped around its leg and what looked like old striped gym shorts hanging off of its back. It came into the room slowly, delicately, its milky eyes scanning the room, flickering its forked tongue, tasting the air, searching for its prey. It took a few slow steps forward towards the sleeping Max, completely ignoring the armored bear standing before it. Beau flourished his sword to catch fear's attention. Buddy, you are in the wrong room. The creature made a low, threatening sound, but continued its approach. Without hesitation, it reached out a muscular arm towards the unconscious boy. Max, deep in his dreams, began twisting and moaning. Bo cut down hard with his horde, hacking a deep gash in the Nightfear's arm. The monster screeched and withdrew its arm, stepping back from the bed and cradling its wound, a milky, a murky, Liquid flowed like heavy smoke from the gash, not blood in the normal human sense, a substance, which evaporated into the night almost as soon as it hit the floor. I warned you, didn't I? This is your last chance. Leave now, or become the world's dumbest vapor trail. Bo brandished his sword again, pointing at the closet with his steaming blade. Of course the night fear would attack anyway, but taunting him kept Bo focused. The night fear gave another cry of pain, of anger, and narrowed its eyes at Bow. The fear suddenly stood up to its full height, almost five feet tall, baring its teeth menacingly. A low, threatening rumble showed Bo what it thought of his threat. Bo swished the sword back and forth, slicing the air to look intimidating. I might be under two feet tall and seem aggressively adorable, but make no mistake, I am a warrior to be reckoned with. The creature slashed with his good arm, going straight for the defender's head. Bo was ready and dodged it easily enough, his sword coming up in a quick slicing arc. The smoky blood gushing from the two wounds splashed on Max's bed and part of Bo's shield before vaporizing into nothing. The nightfear staggered back, shrieking in pain. Uh, The screech was loud enough to wake the dead. Bo gritted against the noise humans, thankfully, could not hear. The nightfear scowled at Bo, Then, turning its head to Max, it did something unexpected. It backed away. It backed off into the closet. The darkness enveloped the creature like a magician palming a quarter. One second it was there, the next it was gone. The last of it to disappear. It's not, it's not, that's right. That's what the night fear did. It backed up. The last of it to disappear were the dull white eyes, which never stopped staring at Max. Only when the two orbs disappeared completely did Bo finally lower his sword and climb back to the bed to sleeping Max. Well, that was easy, Bo exhaled as he reached to the top of the bed. And now for my favorite part. After a fear is defeated, the tormented sleep that calls to the monsters fades away as if it was never there. Max looks so peaceful when he's having good dreams, Bo thought. Beau liked knowing that he had protected his boy well and granted him peaceful slumber. But something was wrong. Max's face was still contorted, an ugly tight frown with beads of sweat running down his forehead. Beau knelt by Max's pillow and touched his brow. The waves of panic and anger were still there. Images of darkness and fears swelled around Max like a tide pool. This doesn't make any sense, Beau whispered desperately to his boy. If you're still having bad dreams... and. Then that means, Bo was struck with the force of a wrecking ball against the shield on his back, catapulting him into the headboard. He laid stunned next to Max when he grabbed around when he was grabbed around the throat by the monster's claws, tearing into his shoulder. For a brief instant, Bo saw all the pain and hurt of the world on the boy's face, before he was hurled across the room. Bo felt his stuffing burst at the seams as he collided with the wall with enough force to knock off his helmet. Yes, like that. Enough force to knock off his helmet, his vision filled with stars and bright spots as the room spun around him. When his sight settled, Beau saw his own nightmare coming true. The fear began feeding, hunched over Max, digging a claw in and out of his chest, gorging itself on gobs of whitish light dribbling from its jaws. A jolt of agony coursed through Beau's body. Feeding is the most accurate way to describe the violation the desecration a night fear inflicts on the child. It is the action defenders fight so fiercely to prevent from ever happening. For when a night fear feeds, it tears out, consumes the very center of a child's innocence and humanity. Some defenders call it the soul, others say life force, but by any name it is the spark, the essence of a child, the source of creation for all defenders, and it causes the most unbelievable pain for defenders imaginable. he will be back. Anger burned inside the defender as he struggled to his paws, Fighting against the delirious agony, he grabbed his sword from the floor and charged at the fear, swinging as hard as he possibly could at the creature's leg. Swinging as hard as he possibly could at the creature's legs, He was rewarded by a world-shattering wail loud enough to wake the dead, or at least Henry. The door to the bedroom busted open, and both siblings charged forward, holding what appeared to be a squawking rubber chicken? Baka, baka, baka. The distraction worked. The fear, surprised by the sudden foul, turned its attention away for just a second. But that was all Bo needed. The bear used the moment to deliver a powerful, final downward chop, turning the monster instantly into a vapor trail. Yeah, I did. A rubber chicken? Bo turned to Henry. Hey, it worked, didn't it? The multicolored doodle bear with denim overalls just shrugged. What was going on anyway? I thought you could have taken that guy out. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It, ugh, I don't know, it tricked me somehow. Beau sighed and went to shut the closet door. Now that the room had been visited by a knife here, another couldn't come in. Or at least that's what defenders believed. Tricked you? How? Is it because you're so old? A coy smile, a coy smirk played across her face. It was Beau's turn to shrug. I really don't know, but I don't know but I do know I'm extremely tired now. Say no more. I know you senior citizens need your rest. Bo rolled his eyes. Gee, thanks. Pleasant dreams, Henry. See you in the morning. Pleasant dreams, Bo. And... Not if I see you first. Henry backed out of the room, knowing... uh, Henry backed out of the room, waving her arms. Finally... Bo was left alone with Max, snuggled in the crook of his kid's arm. Bo relaxed, knowing his kid was safe. But thoughts kept wondering about how he could have possibly fallen for such a trap. And how the heck did a fear, a mindless eating machine, know how to do that anyway? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please like, share, review. Do the social media thing a big shout out to my friend Albert Maldonado for engineering the sound to perfection. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at K-C-L-O-R-A-C-M, that's Colracm, or on Twitter at Colrac K-C-L-O-R-A-C. Thanks, see you next time.